This is Just Football. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name's Dave and we've got a, another packed episode this week. Uh, joining me is Dan P. How are you doing? Very good, Dave. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Unfortunately, Dan S. can't make it with us. He's got real life to deal with and not this podcast. So I think there are priorities. So this week we're going to be covering off the Women's World Cup, Mbappe, Messi, North v South. We'll go into that a bit later. Uh, Gateshead will do a feature on the Women's World Cup and a quiz as well. We're still going to do the quiz, are we? If we have time, so there's an awful lot to cover. We'll, uh... I thought the North-South feature you're going to do was the quiz. I'm, I'm, I'm stumped now. No, that's homework. That's homework. Uh, there is a reason for that. Homework? Well, you can't have everything easy and just talk about it. <laughs> so I guess let's start with let's start with the breaking news. Dan, you haven't seen this, but as we were recording, it's uh, 12.18 on Monday, 24th of July. So on the BBC, there's a breaking news that Al-Hilal have made a £259 million bid for Mbappe. Wow. Wow. So pounds, was that pounds or euros? Sorry, Pounds. That's pounds. Pounds. Wow. Yes, that literally just come through. Um, we're looking at 11 minutes ago when they reported it. Um, I mean, that's that's unreal. And and think about so uh, well. Obviously, probably it's probably just breaking news. It's not in there. So is that a 259 million pound fee, or is that package? Do we, no, it won't be package, will it? That's because that's nothing for him. So. I've got absolutely no idea. Um, so the, the headline is say Kane. I thought you were going to say Kane for a second. <laughs> Knows it kind of ruined what I was going to speak about for Mbappe, but it doesn't matter now because this is a completely different story. It's blown everything out of the water. Yeah, so yeah. Saudi Arabian side Al Halal had made a world record £259 million bid for Paris Saint Germain forward, Kylian Mbappe, raw reports the Press Association. Now, look at our previous records. Uh, so PSG bought Neymar for £200 million, and I think. PSG also bought Mbappe for 166 million. But this, 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 this amount of money is just—I uh, don't know what to say about really, it. We're, well, we're getting into that scary territory, aren't we? Because I think did we not speak about this roughly last week? We were talking about transfers, weren't we? And um, yeah, so we were talking about of... Rice and how expensive he is, and then looking back, kind of That's through right. the eras with Chris Sutton going for five million. That's right, because it just it always feels like when we're going to break that next barrier, and and at what point? This sounds too far off, and I don't think it could happen. But we're we're obviously now close to the three hundred million. So then, when's that four hundred million? Then half a billion. When's that going to come here? <laughs> yeah, it is. The, I mean, with football, it doesn't seem like there is a limit. It's for a select handful of clubs. Feels like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just a bit stunned by it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, this just makes what? Now I can't remember if I mentioned it on the episode or if it was to to the two of you in the um, in the WhatsApp chat. But 
players as well. Now, this is going to be start being really difficult for players and clubs because they're going to be start putting to corners because, all right, 259 million is going to have a release clause of probably three or 400 million, yeah. potentially. What happens then when he wants it? The position he's in now, so he, he doesn't want to sign a new contract. Paris want him to go, and until this offer come in, it's it's stale, mate, isn't he? Because if no one can afford him, then he's staying there. He's not, you know, and he's then going to go for free or probably not play for a year if, if PSG wanted to be stubborn. Yeah, I mean, even though Al Hilal put a bid in, Mbappe doesn't have to sign the contract. Yeah. It might yeah. be he waits out for Real Madrid. So I think that's where he wants to go. But I think, I mean, from a football perspective, I don't think it makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, no. other than the money, that's the only reason you're going to Saudi Arabia at the moment. Now, things can change in the future. It might be the Premier League of tomorrow sort of thing. But as yeah, of no. now, I just, I can't, I can't fathom why. It, it, it feels like sports watching again. Yeah, I think I agree with you in the sense of a player like Mbappe who's still got, I think he's still got to prove it. <laughs> Not he's still got to prove it, he's a great player, but I think he's still got stuff to prove in Europe, I think, in European football. He doesn't. He's only 24 as well. Mm. So yeah. He hasn't Ish. reached his peak. So there's a lot, lot of things we don't know. So we don't know the offer, like you said. I mean, is it 259 up front? Is it something else? How long is a contract? Is there a, would there be a release call specifically for Real Madrid? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I the things I was going to, or yeah, I was going to speak about was would he join a Saudi Arabian club for a year, then go to Real Madrid like like a loan? Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, there could be something going on. Um, but but just going back to it, yeah, two hundred fifty nine is just just when you feel you can't be stunned anymore by the money in football. Yep. This happens. Yeah, exactly. It's it's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is there's been a handful of clubs in Europe, in the Premier League as well, pr- predominantly. There's there's a few there, but maybe it's just we've had it our way in terms of being able to, to put that kind of money or similar amounts of money. And now, yeah, now we're kind of seeing it from a different perspective now. Yeah, I mean... I- so the things I don't understand is, well, is there an equivalent of FFP? Or is it that in Saudi Arabia they just go out and buy players left, right and centre? Don't know. I don't think, well, I don't know enough about it to quantify yeah, what's a, what. It's a good question. Possibly a future episode. But there was something funny about Newcastle over the weekend as well, wasn't there? Was it? Oh, about buying Saint. There's a rumour about a Saudi club buying Saint Maximan. Yeah who's linked to Newcastle. So like you said, sports washing, I think, yeah. Yeah, very, very similar to Chelsea and the way that their yeah. sort of players are going off to Saudi Arabia. But no other club seems to be selling the players in that that kind of way. Volume, yeah. Yeah, I mean, loads from Chelsea have gone, but you might have one or two from other Premier League clubs, but not that many. So, yeah. I can imagine that an investigation will be launched at some point into what's going on. Yeah, it just feels like with a lot of the big clubs, uh, what's it, officials' eyes are turned the other way often. That's the only thing. Yep, until it affects someone someone else important. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, moving on from that uh, breaking news, have you watched any of the Women's World Cup at all? Joe, you know I haven't seen as much as I'd like. I did see, I think, 45 minutes of uh, England-Haiti game the other day. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, quite enjoyable. It was enjoyable, sort of half the, the one I saw. It, it, it was the first half. Haiti, actually, I think, gave England a much tougher game than I think we were expecting. Yeah, I, I was really genuinely surprised. So, I mean, from a, from a men's footballing perspective, Haiti wouldn't appear anywhere. But to have this women team really challenge, and they've got some very good players, I was really genuinely impressed. Actually, something you said there, it is actually quite refreshing, isn't it, to see other names now, isn't it? As opposed to the Men's World Cup, you know roughly who's, well, we, we did have we did have a few upsets, but it's, it's, interesting, it's interesting and refreshing, as you said, seeing different nationalities competing for a, a tournament. It is it's a, it's a really nice change. It's good to see. And, and it gives more exposure to the sport, but also gives it a more wide, a worldwide view. Yeah, which is cool. So I could quickly run down the results, and then there's something I want to talk about that's happened in the World Cup. So on Thursday, 20th July, New Zealand beat Norway 1-0, and Australia beat Republic of Ireland 1-0. I believe the Australia Republic of Ireland was quite testy. In uh, how did so. see headlines on that? Yeah, <laughs> and then is another nation actually you wouldn't really associate with football. Uh, so the Philippines played Switzerland. I mean, Switzerland won 2 0, but again, the Philippines, you wouldn't associate with football too much. Uh, Nigeria, Canada drew 0 0, uh, and Spain beat Costa Rica 3 0. Moving on to Saturday 22nd, so Zambia played Japan, uh, who won 5 0. England beat Haiti 1 0. Denmark beat China 1 0. And the USA, who are joint favourites, beat Vietnam 3 0. Again, Vietnam. So you've got Vietnam, Philippines. Mm. Uh, Haiti yeah which is uh, yeah really really impressive yesterday on Sunday Netherlands beat Portugal 1-0 France due with Jamaica 0-0 which is a huge result a mm. uh, bit of an upset France got some really good players and Sweden beat South Africa 2-1 moving on to today's matches uh, Italy beat Argentina 1-0 get in there <laughs> Germany beat Morocco 6-0 and Brazil are currently beating Panama 1-0. They're in the 27th minute. That's, uh, some, I think, yeah, it's always the first game, first round of games always just feels like, yeah, just getting through them. It's, it's, it's the next round of games which start tomorrow, I think, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's always because the nervy game, because if you've lost your first game, you have to win really or get get that result in the second game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I haven't really watched any games, I think because of the time of day. Because it's yeah. been held in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. It's in the morning and I'm working. So I can't really watch and work at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this can, might sound quite bad, but again, it's, it's down to the profile. If it was England men's team playing on a weekday, I'd make time for it. I'd make time for the women's team as well. I typically wouldn't make time for any other matches. Any other matches. Yeah, all. I think it's a shame. I mean, you can't help where it's held, but it is a shame because of the time difference. If it was, if we were looking kind of like Qatar, where it was early afternoon, late afternoon, then early evening, I think yeah. that would 
that would help a lot. For yeah, for the European, I suppose time zone that's ideal. Guitar, yeah. Australia. Yeah. Australia, um, not. I'm just really glad that yeah that I can cheer it on in a tournament again. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> how good are the Italian teams? Do you know, Joe. Sure, it's, it's something I, I, I'm going to hold my hand up that I haven't really seen too much of, but I think they have got and they have been one of the t- I think the areas or, or, or countries that have invested quite a bit, and I think have got some decent place so i'm i'm quietly confident i think i'm gonna you know say like you said america and probably england are gonna be favorites aren't they mm, yeah um, i think they'll be maybe in that sort of chasing bracket but yeah it's um i'm definitely gonna keep an eye on them and like i said it yeah it's just it just feels good to be able to cheer them on again in a in a, in a world tournament so oh, which is uh that's uh amazing yeah Oh, so, so going back, sorry, going back to Mbappe, it's 300 million euros. Jeez. Okay, so it's pounds that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I was Crazy. hoping for a swap deal with Kane, but. Not quite. Although <laughs> he or she could buy Kane. <laughs> well, they're apparently they're rumoured there is a, a much bigger offer coming in, and I wonder why now. Well, you don't need to wonder why now. No, um, exactly. It's yeah. all the domino effect is coming in. Yeah, just on the World Cup, very quickly. Um, did you see the story about the J- the Japan team? No, go on, talk to me, tell me about it. No, it's, the, the men did the same thing, but it's just something I love. You know, we talk about the doing gloomy football, but yeah, apparently I know where the, you're going. Yeah, yeah. The, the the Japan women team did the same as the men and left their changing room sparkling at the end of their game. You know, towels all in a bag, everything cleaned up, and a note to say thank you. And I think. That's just so lovely, isn't it? And it's like, it, you just must think what some changing rooms are left like after. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, and we've seen it before with the fans, haven't we, in the stadium clearing up after that. We have, yeah. Yeah. I it, just think, isn't that, it's just so lovely, isn't it? It is. It's an amazing example. It's a great example to set to other fans and just other people in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought today, and I just wanted to, to call that out because, yeah, I just think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a humble thing, isn't it? Yeah, and fair play to Japanese for doing that. Yeah. yeah. So the, the other thing I wanted to touch upon for the Women's World Cup is there's been a slight tweak in VAR. I say slight tweak in VAR. It's not VAR, it's the referees. Mm. And I don't know if you, I, I think we did, we discussed it in WhatsApp briefly, yeah. is that the referee makes an announcement to the stadium and the crowd to tell them or inform them of their decision. What are your initial thoughts on that? I like it. I think it's a step in the right direction. And the reason why I say step is because I, I said to you, yeah, in WhatsApp that all the ref in the game was announcing was the decision. So following, a, I think it was something like following a review of VAR, it's no penalty or it is a penalty. The interesting one is with the no penalty, what I would like to say is because of X, Y, Z in the lead up to it, it's okay. it's... The justification that leads toward the decision. Yeah, yeah. Because the justification, uh, sorry, the decision flashes up on the screen anyway. But yeah, for, for, for this scenario, it was a, it was England, Haiti. Um, there was a, it looked like it would have been a clear England penalty, but there was a foul or a, a supposed foul in the lead up to it, which meant it overruled that. So it would have been good to say due, due to a foul in the build up decision, no penalty. But it's a start. I think they're maybe just it's a, it's a 
it's an attempt to get a feel for Mike and the referees up and and see how they perform. But you and I, and you more more so than anyone, have always said it's all about transparency and the the referees having a bit more accountability in a match. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, I I think in that example, VAR came to the right decision. Although yes. initially, I thought they were going toward the penalty. I think they got some additional replays. I actually felt sorry for the referee. Two two reasons. One, it's clear the referee's language, first language, wasn't English. Yeah. That's a bit of a challenge, but she did really well. So fair play to her for that. But then she's got to speak to the crowd. Now, she's also running up and down a pitch a bit out of breath. So I kind of think that's not quite fair. So maybe could they have yeah. the fourth... Yeah, you know, the the fourth official do it instead, or even someone yeah. from VAR to yeah, yeah. you know have a mic up to the crowd to say this is yeah. what the this is why the decision was made. Very valid, yeah, very valid point. I just did. I felt sorry for her because there was a period of about five minutes, wasn't there, where there was so much going on with the penalty, then it'd be retaken, and I'm sure it went to her at one point, and you could just see her almost roll her eyes to say, "Not another yeah. VAR decision." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there have been a lot of our decisions at the World Cup already. A lot of penalties too. Yeah, was it one a game up until that, that or including that game, I think, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of mad in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but from what I have seen, I think in general, the, the tournament has been entertaining. There's been a good level or high quality football. Mm. Which is great to see. And it's good, it is, like you said, it's good to see that vast step forward in yeah. the communication and transparency. I think, we, I think it is just that bit more information that's needed. Yeah, I think there's a real mixture because we saw, did did we see in, in the MLS the, the ref being cammed up, wasn't it? Had a camera. Yeah. So if you can start mixing the two things, I, th- I think that's, that's where we're going. And it's not going to um, impede on a game at all. No, not at all. why it also- can't be done. Yeah. No, it also gives a really nice view. I mean, I saw the, I think it's the MLS All-Stars match. Yeah. And that that's where the, there was some uh, body cam footage from the referee. And it was really, really interesting to get that view. But also another angle to see what happened. Yeah. It's it's, it's interesting view. It's like the old, um, was it Nike adverts? You know what we used to see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just one one more thing for me. As you said about the quality, I, I do want to try watch more sort of, of the highlights at least. Because did you see? I think it was the New Zealand women. The goal they scored was it from the back? It, it, I think it was at the keeper, and it was like three or four one touch passes, and then it was just a beautiful cutback and and you know t- almost like tapping for a goal. Brilliant. I, I, I did see it. And actually, speaking of quality, I think it's Bobby you who shared it. But you seen the video where. I think it's um, they're showing a lot of men's footballers doing these amazing yeah. skills. Yeah, and it was actually the women's team, women's players doing it. I yeah. thought that was really, really good. So there is actually a bit of a quality in skill set. Yeah, it's if, if for, for those listening, I think it was. I don't know if it's orange. It was a mobile. I think it was a mobile phone company, but I think it was. Yeah, orange. they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange. It was. They had the the men's French team doing skills and the commentators saying oh how great it was but then they they do a slide out, slide away and you actually yeah as you said find out it was actually the women's team which they'd superimposed with the 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 men so it was saying you know trying to make the point of you would have accepted the commentary and how great 
the men's team were playing, so now do the same for the women because it was them. So very yeah. interesting idea. Yeah, very well executed as well. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to another player being with M, which is Messi. <laughs> so Messi finally made his debut for uh, Inter Miami and had a bit of a an impact. With a free kick, yeah. With, with the free kick, but I, I watched his highlights and his passing to other players, like where it's a through ball or whatnot, was incredible. But his free kick, I think you've seen it time and time again from Messi in the top left-hand corner. But it's kind of written that he was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I think as Dan S said ages ago, or well, maybe last week even, that's still ages ago for me, it feels as a Messi had signed, or he's been an interplayer for a long, long time. It's just Definitely. last yeah. week it happened to be announced. Yeah, it's it's unreal how long. Because I remember then seeing the fact that they were bottom of the league, weren't they? And I was thinking, yeah. well, he's obviously not had an impact. And well, yeah, he couldn't have because he hadn't been playing. So I think now it's going to be interesting to see their results and performance from here. It is that that's their first game they've won in a long time as well. Yeah. And it was a 96-minute winner from Messi. And what, what a goal. Well, I mean, you, you have to give it to him. It was, it was just a great free kick. I always, I think there's nothing sweeter than a really well-struck free kick that goes into the top corner. Yeah, it's that or a volley. She said no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there we go. It's a feature for upcoming episode, <laughs> best types of goals. Yeah. Something else. And, and quickly, so I don't want to get into a debate about it. Are you in the Messi camp or Ronaldo? Or neither. I've been for both. both. I, I, I think it's always been. I think I respect Ronaldo because he just seems so driven all the time to want to be the best. You, you know, so I think Ronaldo is more that determination, and you know how at his age he's still trying to be peak performance. Ronaldo, well, over in this, uh, sorry, uh, Messi over in this country at least, it's always been quieter. It's it's not as much fanfare around him, maybe because he's never played over here. Mm. Uh, or maybe he's just a quieter character in terms of publicity off the pitch. Um, yeah, I think that's fair to be honest. Just, I, I see Messi as a player who doesn't seek attention. Yeah. Ronaldo does seek attention. Yeah, and, and I think that leads to maybe thinking Ronaldo's the better player because he's just always in, in your face. But no, I'm, yeah. I'm for both. It's just... Um, it's almost a shame that we've got them in the same generation because it would be nice to see to, to see these two players play for longer, if you know what I mean, so uh, over a longer span. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, I mean, for transparency, I'm in the messy camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he's a better footballer. That's against personal preference. Um, the other reason is he's left-footed. So I've got a bias to left-footed players. Okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Also, um, temperament. I mean, we've seen it with Messi that he can have a bit of a temper, but just temperament seems to be a lot better in, on the Messi side. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But I mean, both incredible players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's fair to compare to say which one's better. I think which one's you enjoyed prefer? them both. Yeah, enjoyed them both. Because I'll never forget, this was a few years ago at the height of like, their rivalry, a tweet or something saying, in a few years, both will be gone from the games. So enjoy them now, you know, and that, yeah. that's exactly it. I couldn't agree more. So then we're going to stick uh, with the United States 
and I did give you a bit of homework. I gave both you and Dan a bit of homework. But I th- I think Dan ducked out because he hasn't done his homework. I think he's bottled it and then he's let you well, do it. Well, if he it. said United States, I'm worried now. I, I, I looked at your wrong message then. No, no, no. It's all good. Don't worry. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh I, I see where this is going now. Yeah, I see where this is going. Penny's dropped. <laughs> so, yeah, during the week, uh, the Arsenal played the MLS All-Stars. I think during the week, I think it was last weekend. So I thought it would be fun to look at it from a Premier League perspective. And could we create an all-star team and make it North versus South? But I've, So I asked you two to create your own team, but I've stipulated some rules. You're only allowed one, team, one player from each team in the North and South teams, but you're allowed two players from one team. Because basically in the Premier League, there's uh, 20 teams. So if you split north and south, that leaves 10 aside or 10 each. So, um, See, maybe yeah, that's so why I struggled because I, I have done one from each team. Yeah, that, that's, that's the right thing. So you need, you need the one more. I don't know. So, maybe I have got two then. You never know. So what, what I'll do is I'll go through the south teams and we'll go through the north so you can see how I've split them up. Oh, I've got two Wolves players. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I could have had two. I've got to, I've got to uh, quickly change this. So while you're doing the intro, I'll cool. So from the South team, we have Arsenal, Brighton, Tottenham, Brentford, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Southampton. They they're listed in the order they finish in the Premier League. Then from the North side, uh, Manchester City, Newcastle, Liverpool. Man United, Aston Villa, Wolves, Nottingham Forest, Everton, Leicester, Leeds. Not quite in Premier League order. Uh, that's where the divide is. So basically, anything north of Brentford is a team in the north. Um, obviously, Aston Villa and Wolves are kind of Midlands teams. Yeah, uh, I'll place them in the north to uh, just make it a little bit easier. Uh, so, Dan, I gave you the I gave you the northern team, didn't I? Northern yes, teams. you did. Yeah. So do, do you want to give us your, let's start with your formation. What did you go with for a formation? Um, I went for a 3-4-3. Three, three. Okay. Um, so I've, be- I've got, no, go on. No, I thought just because it, it, the, the way it's split is a real mix of teams. So I thought I just wanted three defenders because I couldn't pick necessarily three great defenders. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So I have got a North and South team. Okay. So, we, so do you want to let's go through your team first? Yeah, and people, please don't hate me. And yeah, I've realised I've quickly swapped a player. I, I, I obviously re- forgot that you needed to. So, in goal, I've got I've got some really random selections. I think, but that's the fun <laughs> of this. I've got and and apologies to you, Dave, but I've got Martinez in goal. Okay, from Villa. I think yeah, he's looking at the teams and people I wanted from other teams. I think you know he's he, you know he has done well and and got the World Cup under the belt. Yep. Um, at the back, I've got uh, Varane from Manu. I've Joyce. got yeah Tarkovsky from Everton. I completely and, ignored him. <laughs> and Kilman from Wolves. I really struggled with the third defender. Um, but I think I think he had a decent season. Um, well, he, he was my underrated player of the season. Was that him? Max, I, you know Max Gilman, yeah. That's right. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, in midfield, I've got 
two wingers. So I've got um, Louis, Louis Sinistera from Leeds. Again, I struggle with that, but I think he got, I think he got ten goals for, for Leeds, and um, which is some going. Uh, I've got Saint Maximan from Newcastle, and I've got Gundogan. Now I know he's left, but he played last season. So I've got Gundogan from City and Madison um, from Leicester. Well, okay. Spurs now, so that's a bit yep. of a cheat, but was it? And up front, I've got. I had to go for Haaland. Yeah. Um, I've got Firmino from Liverpool. Um, nice. I just think he's always a good all-round player, and I think he will be missed by them. Um, and I've got my sort of like the wild card one is from Nottingham Forest is Taiwo Awoni Sorry, he did really well when he uh, he was out injured for a long period, but when he came back, he was really good. Yeah, and, and sorry, I just want to say thank you for that because this was a genius and and evil and genius uh, thing <laughs> to do. It was fun. It was fun to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. I mean, if you want more, I can. I'm sure I can send more your way. So I've gone with uh, four three three. Okay. So this is I'm going with the northern team, and I'll do my southern team. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Pickford in goal from Everton. He would have been my second. Yeah. yeah. Luke Shaw left back. Yeah. Right back Kieran Trippier from Newcastle. Yeah, I wanted him. Yeah. Yes. Then I've got also got Max Kilman for Wolves. Okay. And to please Lord Joey, I went for his player of the season, Tyrone Mings. There that, you go. <laughs> that, that's my back four. Ian midfield. James Madison, left midfield. Gibbs White, central midfield from Nottingham Forest. And De Bruyne from Man City, playing right side. Okay. Up front... I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly or not, but from Leeds, I've got Nonto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a silent G or not. Yeah, yeah. Holland uh, and Salah. Yeah, it was it was a choice between Salah and Firmino, but I think I went for the uh, the um, the emotional choice as Firmino left. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, that's my northern team, which I think is pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, southern. southern team. Okay, I've gone for Neto in goal. Okay. So it's Bournemouth keeper. Yeah. Then left back, it's against a 4-3-3. Left back is Estepinion from Brighton. Okay. Really good, really good left back. Uh, Centre-backs, Silva from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. their most consistent player. And Norgard from Brentford, a really good player. Right back, I really struggled, but I've gone from uh, for Kenny Tetty, uh, who's a Fulham. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a good player. Then midfield, left midfield, I've got Lavia. So a lot of rumors circling around him about where he's going to go to next. Uh, Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard. Solid. Up front is uh, Zaha, Kane and Saka. I was going to say you got through Arsenal, but then, yeah, Rice, is, Rice was uh, West Ham, wasn't he? Yeah, it was West Ham time, yeah. So I think I've got, I've got, I'd worry about my defence, but I'm happy with the midfield. See, that's what and I was going to say. I, I think the Northern team is good all round. I think yours, is, the Southern team has just got awesome sort of midfield or attacking potential there. Yeah. So, I mean, with I'd Zaha, you're guaranteed a penalty with Zaha. <laughs> Oh, I'd love then, to see it. 
Yeah, I would too. So I'll, uh, if you send me yours, I'll, I'll post them out. Okay. It, and, and in full uh, transparency, I remember when Dave put this to us in the WhatsApp, I had to go straight away because obviously the Southern team had Arsenal and Tottenham and I was thinking, oh, they're so much better. <laughs> then, then I realised, yeah, well, I've got City and United. So it's funny how it splits out. Well, that, that's what it's due because the, the attacking talent from both South and North is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's probably a bit more choice for attacking, attacking-wise from the North. But, I mean, yeah, Zaha, Kane and Saka alone, I think that's a, that's a yeah, pretty devastating yeah. attack on lineup. Yeah. Be good. Actually, let's make it happen. It'd be good to see it. Yeah. Cool. I will do that probably this, this evening as I finish work. Um, before moving on to the feature, Dan, is there anything else you wanted to cover off? Anything you want to know? Or No, just actually I saw, I, I, think I said to you just before I come on that, I saw a uh, footage day of Shaka Hislop um, collapsing while presenting for ESPN yesterday. So, yeah, I hope, hope all's well. Sort of best wishes from us to, to him. Um, I always remember he was always great as a, uh, yeah, in goal, wasn't he? Because he played for it. We spoke about Newcastle quite a bit. So, um yeah, really like him. Very, very smart as well. I think he's got a degree. Yeah. Quite yeah. rare for a footballer. And he's got a great name as well. Yeah, yeah. So all the best to all the best to, to Shaka. Get well soon. Absolutely get well soon, Shaka. Okay, so moving on to the feature. So the feature is going to be on the nineteen ninety one Women's World Cup. Okay. So this is the very first Women's World Cup. So here we go. So please feel free to ask questions, interject, blah, 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 blah. So the 1991 FIFA Women's World Cup was the first FIFA Women's World Cup, as I've already mentioned. Um, it was the World Championship for Women's National Association football team, so it's the equivalent of the men's. But because FIFA didn't want to commit uh, to it being part of the official World Cup brand, it was officially known as the first FIFA World Cup Championship for women's football for the M&M's Cup. Okay, wow. Well, I'm going yeah. Yeah, say it again. So it's the first FIFA, first FIFA World Championship for women's football for the M&M's Cup. Okay, yeah. Not World Cup. Um, so it took place in Guangdong, China, between the 16th and 30th of November, '91. Uh, FIFA, the international governing body, they selected China as host nation. And uh, Guangdong had hosted a prototype world championship three years earlier for women's football. And that was called the 1988 FIFA Women's Invitation Tournament. So with women's football, they like to make a middle of the, the names. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, like you said, to absolutely make it stand out as a separate entity. Well, I'm going to come on to that very soon. Okay, yeah. It's going to be quite interesting. So the, the matches were played in the uh, provincial capital, which is Guangzhou, as well as Foshan, uh, Xingmang, and Zhoushang. So apologies if I butchered the names. Uh, the competition was sponsored by Mars, who make M&Ms, mm-hmm. which is why it was called the M&Ms Cup for short. I was waiting for that, where that came in, yeah. <laughs> so there are 12 teams who qualified for the finals. Any ideas who they were? No, I'm not going to have a clue. Cool. Okay. So from Africa, it's Nigeria. From Asia, it was China, Japan, and Chinese Taipei. Okay. From South America, Brazil, Oceania, New Zealand. From Europe, there were five representatives, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Norway, and Sweden. 
So Italy had been there for a while. Mm. And uh, from CONCACAF, United States. So there's only 12. We look at the men's. We're looking, they're trying to expand to 40. Yeah. So yeah. There's a, a bit different, but obviously the tournament is growing. Now, if we can move on to match officials. Uh, for this was the first time in FIFA competition, six female officials were included. Um, they all functioned as lines of women, except for uh, Claudia. I'm going to, sorry, it's very difficult to pronounce her second name. Claudia Vasconcelos, who took charge of the third place playoff, being the first woman to referee a match sanctioned by FIFA. Okay. So not only have we had the first Women's World Cup, the first female referee to actually referee a game officially through FIFA. Which is- now, the match length caused controversy uh, in women's football. So men's football is traditionally 90 minutes. But FIFA decided that they will make the game 80 minutes instead. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, FIFA were concerned that if the full nights were played, players would find it too exhausting. So this kind of gets into the mindset of where FIFA were at the time and their, their yeah. sort of what they thought about women's football. Well, just our, I guess, general attitude as well, I guess, at the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So April Heinrichs, who was captain of the United States uh, team at the time, said they were afraid our ovaries were going to fall out if we played the full 90. Wow. So that's a bit, bit of a strike back. Yeah. Um, so not only did they women's play... 80 minutes instead of the 90. FIFA also looked at changing the ball size. So we have the traditional size five, yeah. which is uh, used by men. So typically it's those 12 and over. Mm-hmm. They wanted to reduce the, t- uh, the ball size because they didn't think women could kick the ball either. Yeah, it, it, so, yeah it's bizarre, isn't it? What, what kind of is, is being thought of? Like that we have to change a game. It's not a case of let's just go ahead with it. It's, we have to we have to make concessions here. Yeah, so it's absolutely crazy. But then later on, FIFA go and celebrate the World Cup and say how amazing it was. Yeah, which it, which it was because it was the first of its kind. Um, for the sake of time, I'm going to jump straight to the final. Okay. So, so the final was played between the United States and Norway in front of sixty three thousand people. There was an average attendance of nineteen thousand six hundred fifteen people per match. So actually nice. really, really well attended. Which yeah, you yeah. probably wouldn't expect at the time. Yeah. But that's, um, that's pretty cool. So going to the finals, there was a lot of bad blood between the two, two sides. Uh, so it was contested between the United States and Norway. Uh, they'd faced each other faced each other seven times before the, the final. Yeah. With the US losing four, winning three. They'd lost the two previously before the final. Um, Michelle Akers, who was the United States hero in this tournament, had this to say about Norway. We hated Norway. We always hated them. They were good. They were tough. They were bitchy. They talked smack. I hated them, but it was fun. The more I hate them, the harder I ended up playing. Get bad blood there then. Just, just a little bit. So, uh, actually, what happened in the final was so Michelle Akers scored for the US in the 20th minute. Uh, Linda Medellin equalized in the 29th minute. Then Michelle Akers scored again in the 78th minute, which proved to be the uh, the winning goal. 
Okay. Bye. Um, and history so Michelle, was made. Yeah, absolutely. History was made. Now, more history was made as well. So for the World Cup, for the Men's World Cup, what do you get if you score the most number of goals? Oh, the, uh, the, the golden boot, right? It's the golden boot. Yeah. For women, it's not the golden boot. I see. Or it's the golden it? shoe. Really? Yeah. And it is still called the golden shoe to this oh, day. Is it? As is far it? as I'm concerned. Yeah, as far uh, as yeah. my research was. Uh-huh. And again, it kind of feels a bit derogatory. Just on the face of it, it, is, it does feel it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so she went on to win the golden shoe. I believe she got 10. So, in terms of World, the World Cup coverage, it was aired across 100 countries. Many airing live and tape delayed matches. Uh, coverage in the United States was handled by a company called Sports Channel America, and they actually played on tape delay and they inserted adverts during the matches as well. Okay, yeah. Um, which was not well received. So the US have won the World Cup. Fans should be screaming at the rooftops, celebrating and stuff. But when the US arrived at the airport home, You'd expect them to be greeted by a deluge of fans and media. It did not happen. They were met by a handful of people. Shame, isn't it? Two reporters. That's how many people turned up to celebrate their victory. But given that, it actually laid the groundwork for success. uh, And it helped development and improve the popularity of football, particularly in the US because they won the World Cup. In FIFA's eyes, they saw it as a benefit. And I think the view was it was like a silent trigger for women's football. That was the kickstart that needed to actually grow the game and make it make FIFA realise actually this should be part of the World Cup brand. They can get yeah, they, they can get mileage out of it. Yeah, yeah. Mileage, money. Exactly. Ultimately, yeah. that's all it is: is commercials. So the following World Cup tournament, it was under the Women's World Cup brand. And no longer the M&M's Cup. Yeah. Which, um, that, that concludes my sort of really quick overview of the Women's World Cup, or the very first Women's World Cup. So there's a bit it's of nice. controversy. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting because, like I said, it's, it's, it's fascinating to see how far it's come. Because, you know, 91, okay, 30 years ago, but it's not that long ago in terms of modern the modern game, really, is it? No, not at all. You think a year later the Premier League started officially? Yeah. yeah. You look from then to now, the journey is incredible. Yeah. yeah. See this time oh. in 30 years. To, oh, sorry. So we'll see where we're at in 30 years' time. So uh, join us then for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other things to note. So, women's team at the time didn't have, you know, women's have women's shirts. Right, yeah, got yeah. Different physique. They had to play with men's shirts. So when you look back at the photos, they're quite ill-fitting. They're quite loose, long and baggy. So even the the equipment they received wasn't up to scratch. So where they've kind of had to fight their way through to actually get what they deserve, or even just get on par, where with men's football has been quite a significant journey. I think it's just, I think, I think we said a couple of times, I think the last year and this year has been the real breakthrough in terms of general or general popularity. So I can only think, or I'd like to think the next few years is where we start seeing 
the even bigger investment and attitude shift towards that game. I think we'll see yeah. big strides in the next couple of years. I hope so. Really, really do. Okay. So that's it for the feature. We're going to move on to the quiz. Surely, surely we've got no time for the quiz. We've got a bit of time. Have you got time? Yeah, no, I'm just trying to get out of it. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be between you and Dan S. You will be answering I'm on never going to hear Dan the S. end of this. If I lose this, I'm never going to hear the end of this. So we can go back to the traditional penalty style shootout. You yeah. have five questions each. Then I will hit you with a... If it's a draw, I will give you a... I can't remember what it is, but... A final question to determine the winner. Okay. So we're going to go through the Premier League clubs from last season. Okay. You are going to tell me the year they were formed. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, yep. So it is very, very difficult. Uh, what I will do is I'm going to randomise my order for another randomise. And... Do you want to go first or do you want Dan to go first? I might as well go first because this one is just going to be just me saying four random digits in, a, in an order because I'm not going to have a clue. So, uh, yeah, let's – well, I know I, I know two uh, just because of, of us. So, let's let's see how we go. So, yeah, I'll go first. You go first. Okay, cool. Uh, so, I have randomised it on my spreadsheet. Um, we're going to go in number order. So, we'll do five each. Okay. The first one for you is West Ham United. West Ham United. Um, they've been around for a while. <laughs> Just be trying to say. Um, uh, let's say. Let's say. Oh, I don't know if they're on the cusp. Eighteen ninety six. That's, a, that's such a good guess, but it's wrong. What? It's 1895. Oh, come on. <laughs> Give me... It's a woodwork. <laughs> Give me half a point. Uh, well, what I was going to do is when I had both you and Dan on here, I was going to go whoever's closest gets oh, okay. the... okay. Uh, okay. All right. I can't, can't do it for this one. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe what we'll do is we'll do it the quiz again exact same questions see if Dan has listened to the episode yeah <laughs> yeah alright <laughs> okay anyways okay so Dan S you're up next okay I'm gonna this is Dan S here give me my first one Manchester City 2005 no I won't be mean <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Manchester City again another one of those I can't remember though if they were pre Um, let's say 1902. Is the wrong answer? It's 1880. Was that, it was earlier. I thought, okay. Okay. Liverpool. So cool. This is a really mean quiz, by the way. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just the same. <laughs> uh, uh, number four? 
Leicester City. So you're answering on behalf of Dan S. And I'm taking this seriously for you, Dan. Dave can see I'm actually thinking about this. Leicester City. I, I can support you in that. Feels like... We're just stuck between whether summer pre-1900 or post-1900, that's all. Um, let's say 1899. 1899, it's 1884. Come on. If it helps, so we're on level pass, you've done two each now? Yeah. There are only two clubs who are 1900 or above. Oh, okay. Okay, all and right. all the other clubs are older than 1900. Okay, okay, okay. Manchester United. Manchester United, 1872. Even earlier. Leeds United. I'm going to say they're a 19... 1904. In 1919? 1919? Yeah. Oh. Young whippersnapper of a club. <laughs> they are. Okay. That was Leeds, we're on number seven. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Luck on this one now, if they're, they're a 19. Um, no, I don't think they'll be a 19. I think they're going to be a legacy club. 1892. 1901. <laughs> okay. That's uh, three each. I had that as four for me. I thought that was four. my fourth. Could be four, actually. Yeah, you are right. I just can't count. Sorry, it's just I'm, I'm you, actually keeping score like... <laughs> even though even though it says number seven next to where I put. Yeah. Okay, number eight, Wolverhampton Wanderers. 1880. 1877. Wow. Okay, Dan B. Arsenal. You see, I, well, I think I know this one because of... <laughs> so I'm going to say 18... It's 1886. It's the right answer. There we go. Good answer. Please so, don't say Spurs for this one because I know that I, as well. I was going to say Spurs for this one. Um, but you see, Arsenal was famous for bread and white. Another famous drinks brand were formed in 1886 as well. Drinks brand? Same colours. Traditional same colours. Dweiser? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> and let's go to Tottenham next. I hope I've got this right. Uh, having said all that, it's 1882. It's the right answer. So we are now on sudden death. So I'm going to give you a question which is Arsenal related. Oh, yeah, okay. And what you're going to do is tell me how many other clubs, not including the women's and reserves, called Arsenal? So I want you to, you can guess that for Dan S. So how many teams in in the world potentially the world. called Arsenal, yep. including, did you say, did you say including, including their women's team? 
not including the women's team, so not it can be Arsenal Football Club, then underneath that will be the women's team. But yeah, just Arsenal. Okay. Seven. How many? Seven. Seven, okay. And for Dan P, how many football clubs are Tottenham in the name? And whoever gets the closest number to the relevant clubs will win. I can't imagine. Actually, I think there's probably going to be far more Arsenal. Can't imagine many. So again, sorry, so you say so Tottenham, as in Tottenham Hotspur, any club linked to them is would come under Tottenham, you say. So yep. you're talking oh, specific true. entities around the world. Yes. Yeah, so, or yeah, the country. So, what well, links them through name? Well, I guess sorry, Tottenham, you might have, for example. I guess you might have a few. And, would this encompass non-league as well? It does encompass non-league. Yeah, because you you're probably um, going to have a few. I, I, honestly, this is embarrassing. I, I'm going to pre-total. <laughs> I'm going to say 15. Well, Tottenham. I see it's going to be more... I see uh, that would be more Arsenal, but yeah, let's say 15. So I need to do some maths now, so give me a second. I'm going to go into my Wizzy spreadsheets. Just, just while you're doing that, I just want to shout out um, Nathan Chapman, who came on Colleague of Mine to do the Watford-specific episode last week. And yeah, if you're listening, we're, we're on the lookout for, for people to come and talk about their teams, wherever in the world, whatever level of football, drop us a note. And yeah, we'd love to hear, sort of talk to you and ask you some questions and hear stories about your team. I've got a problem there, Dan. Is the... it level? Is level, so for it's Arsenal half a point each. Oh, there point are twenty. Give me the point. He's Dan's not here. Give me the point. Twenty-five Arsenal football clubs that are related. Hey, or have Arsenal in the name. Um, for Tottenham, yeah, one. So it's just Tottenham Hotspur. So how many Who's did I lost? say? How many did Fifth I say? In. So you, you so, said for, for Arsenal there were 11 and for Tottenham there were 15. Well, I thought I said 7 for... So I said 7 for Arsenal. I think I said 7 in my head, so let's change it to 7 by the magic of editing. Okay, cool. We've done that. It's now 7. <laughs> no, does that mean he wins? No, I win. No, you win. Yes, uh, I win. Are... Yes, I win. And I think I should do because that was a mean quiz. <laughs> uh, I, I did very well. I'm I think you did. Point. I think it yeah. was bloody hard, to be fair. I think it's really hard and, with English teams, just how old they are. Yeah, and for full transparency, Dan S. for this episode was an Arsenal fan. And on that bombshell, Dan, is there anything else you want to say before we leave? No, just thanks for listening. And yeah, like as, as I mentioned, if just get in touch with us. We, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by and uh, keep on listening. Thanks for listening to Just Football. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at JustFootballPod or contact us through email on JustFootballPod at gmail.com. We'll be back next time with more football talk. Until then, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.